sports, politics, life. Jocelyn's Jewelry presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. We're, of course, keeping our eye on what's going on in China with so many people in the streets protesting their zero COVID lockdowns. And now demonstrators asking for Xi Jinping to resign, which isn't going to happen. And we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this story because we'll watch it unfold and, and see what takes place. My suspicion is this will be kicked in the teeth very, very quickly by the Chinese Communist Party and wrapped up, I would think, within days, if not just a couple of weeks. It's tough living in China. We know what communism is. We know what repressive regimes are. And we know how we felt in America when our freedoms were taken away and we were told that you have to get a shot in order to go to work or fly on an airplane. You have to wear a mask in order to go into the grocery store. You have to do this. You have to do that. And I think we felt, a lot of us, like we had lost part of our freedoms and liberties as Americans. We are all born with an innate uh, sense of freedom and longing for freedom to live our lives the way we see fit for ourselves. It's a very human instinct. It's a survivalist instinct. I don't think human beings at their core like being told what to do. I think some are taught to be liked, uh, to be the kind of person who, are, who like what to be told to do. But I don't think we're born that way. And we watch some of these things taking place in China. We'll keep our eye on it over the next few days and weeks here at the podcast and see if anything comes of it. This is not Ronald Reagan in the White House. I think that's what needs to be said here. As Ronald Reagan was dismantling communism all over the globe, but most specifically in the Soviet Union, and tearing down that wall in the 80s, the communists in China um, were planting seeds for what they have done today, and technology has certainly made it easier to be an oppressive communist regime. We're seeing some of it in Venezuela and other places around the globe. We're, we're doing business. We're drilling oil in Venezuela. They're one of the toughest, meanest, most despicable places on earth, and now we're honing up with them and allowing Chevron to go in and drill oil there instead of drilling oil here. This Biden administration is wrong on so many fronts. It's frightening. Joe Biden is not going to say critical things of the Chinese Communist Party. They have very quietly said, we think it's okay for these people to protest, but we don't really have a stance. We don't have a policy against the Chinese government. We're not trying to you know, grow democracy and spring freedom in China for the billions of people in, in Asia and around China. We're not trying to do that. It's basically a hands-off policy. Biden's a weak president. He is not Ronald Reagan. He is not trying to spread freedom and liberty around the world. They want to bring more Chinese-style lockdowns and control to the United States by the big government. These are big government people who make no mistake about it. I don't think they're ever going to get, you know, we didn't think we'd have socialists in charge ever. We, just a few short years ago, we thought, well, the socialists will never be in charge. Well, they are in charge. And now we think, well, the communists will never be in charge in this country. But that's the next step past socialism. And we have, for two years, had a socialist government. Let's make no bones about this. This has been a socialist regime for two years. The House of Representatives will be a big deal being controlled by Republicans. That will stop the spending from these people from buying their way to all these votes and complete and utter control of this country. So hopefully we can stem the tide and we will not be in situations where there's out-of-control uh, discipline and mandates and laws by a government as are taking place in China. And I feel bad for the Chinese people, man. I see these young people, those 10 people that died in that building fire, their, their emergency doors were welded shut because of lockdowns. The government comes along, big apartment buildings, they, they can control the other uh, doors um, electronically and enforce policies they have welded shut emergency exit doors on buildings. The building catches on fire. People can't get out. I mean, it's absolutely remarkable what they're doing in China. It's no wonder people have taken to the streets, but I suspect it will be all for naught. There will be nothing, uh, nothing in this for them other than a whole bunch of arrests, maybe some deaths. Depending on how it gets, it could get ugly in China. It didn't get nearly that ugly on Monday night at the Northeast Johnson County Conservatives monthly dinner 
in Overland Park where I was asked to MC along with Mike Thompson, longtime uh, television weather guy, meteorologist, Navy uh, officer back in the day, and now Kansas senator, state senator from Shawnee in the Kansas Senate. And I was a little taken aback by what took place as we went to this event. I gave some opening remarks and do kind of some of the things that I do here. Tried to get people to laugh, try to make it a little bit light at the beginning, give a couple of strong opinions on what I think would be helpful going forward for conservatism in America, then turned it over to Mike, and he gave a wonderful speech. And John and some of the folks that were organizing the event said, hey, just do a an open mic night, okay? So this wasn't like a town hall. It wasn't them just asking me and Mike Thompson questions. It was going to be their chance to speak as well, and the focus of the thing was what went wrong with the elections. And I guess I didn't anticipate this, but boy, it just really turned into a bitch session. And I, I was surprised by that. My wife was there too. She said, I, I'm really, really surprised that so many people just got up and all they were doing was complaining. We don't generally think of ourselves as conservatives, as complainers. I see conservatives mostly as problem solvers. You know, we can identify things that went wrong, but then we have ideas how to solve problems. I'll give you one example. One of the things that came up was somebody said was complaining about abortion. This thing was blown in Kansas. The Congressional District 3 was lost because of abortion. The governorship was lost because of abortion. It happened nationally. We were hurt because of how Kansas botched abortion over the last several months leading up to the election. And it was complain, 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 point finger, point finger, point finger. And, and so I grabbed the mic at this point, and I said, you know, you can get mad at me for saying this. And a lot of people you will disagree with my stance here. Abortion's not my thing, okay? I don't like abortion. I'm pro-life. And I said, show of hands, in this room, 150 people in here. How many think we can get homicides in this country to zero? And nobody raised their hand. And I said, how many of you think that through crime bills and things that we can do, we can get rape to zero? How many of you think we can get carjackings to zero? Nobody, nobody, nobody. I said, so honestly, raise your hand if you think we can get abortions in this country to zero. And now everybody was looking in kind of stunned silence at me. And nobody raised their hand. And some of them were hurt. I mean, these are deeply religious and Christian people that want to get abortions to zero. And they are righteous and they are moral. And I am on their side. But it is not practical. I said, if we're going to sit here all night and complain that these elections were blown because of the, the issue of abortion, it doesn't do anything good to complain about it. Many people said, we, we need politicians that just don't say anything about it. That are, no, folks, the solution is very simple. When you have a losing issue, and you know 78% of Americans want some sort of abortion law, that it's okay if your teenage daughter is raped to get an abortion, or if your teenage daughter has a boyfriend and gets pregnant, it's okay privately to have an abortion. I spoke with many people at this program last night that said they're pro-life, and they would never consider abortion. But you know what? If it was my teenage daughter, probably practical and, your, you know, your faith and your morality are one thing. What's practical in your life is another. And people don't know. I've said this many times. You don't know what you're going to do in the situation of abortion until you are faced with it. You just don't know. You can I can sit here and jump up and down. I've never been faced with it in my life. Okay? We've never had the issue. In any way has this issue ever affected me personally. So I've never had to confront it. But I'm, I'm a realist enough to know that if I have to confront it, I'll consider it. So... I said, we're sitting here complaining that we, we want politicians that are going to avoid the issue. That is never going to win elections. The way we win elections as conservatives is get rid of this damn issue. Okay? Let's pass a law. And I don't even care at this point. I think it's a state's rights thing. So I was focusing on Kansas. And I said to Mike Thompson, let's get to work in Topeka. Let's pass a law in Kansas. Let's take it away from the Kansas Supreme Court. Let's take it away from the statute on abortion, which is all there is. There is no real law in Kansas. Let's put a reasonable law together that Democrats and Republicans can vote yes on, and let's pass it. And then it's gone in Kansas. It's never an issue again for anybody running in the state. We have a law in the books. If not that, ask yourself this. Why in the world did the Democrats for 50 years never pass a law on abortion? They, they had plenty of times where they had control of the House, the Senate, and the White House. They never passed an abortion law nationally. They could have done it. 
We sit here and had an interpretation of a court case, Roe versus Wade, and that supposedly was the law of the land. Well, that was not a law because the court came around and said that was unlawful. And now there's no law and they kicked it back to the states. And so we may have mayhem in different states. If we want to get rid of this issue, I'm not a big federal government guy, but if the blanket easy way to take it off elections in every single state is to put a law in the books, let's come up with a reasonable law. And I, whatever the law is, I, there's a lot of things I'd vote yes for and say, I'm good with this. We spoke with a ton of people last night who said they really don't like abortion, but they understand it in certain cases. And generally speaking, the people that I talk to seem to be okay with something around 12 weeks or maybe 15 weeks. Now, remember, it was the left that went after the lawsuit in Mississippi of the 15-week law uh, on abortion. And that's what went to the Supreme Court, and that's why all hell broke loose here. So the, the hard left doesn't like 15 weeks. They want to do it at eight months and all that. Let's find the middle ground. This has to be done. If conservatives really want to win and take some of these issues off, and it was, you know, some people were standing up saying, get rid of all the social issues. Well, no. No, because the drag queen stuff is a winning social issue for Republicans right now. All right, child pornography is a winning issue. All this crazy stuff they're doing with kids and gender uh, reassignment surgery and genital mutilation, these are winning issues for Republicans. We don't want to stop talking about those. We want people to know what's going on there. Abortion, folks, you can't take something away from people they've had for 50 years. All right, this train left the station a long time ago. You don't have to like it, but we're not getting to zero abortions in the United States of America. It's never happening. And 78% of the people in this country agree, Republicans and Democrats, that it is okay very early in a pregnancy to abort an embryo or fetus or whatever, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they say. The doctors say viability is, but prior to viability, survival outside the womb. Most people think that that's reasonable because they've been raised with that. Let's be honest. They've been raised with this. Once you've been raised with this and this is what you believe and most people that are voting now, especially on abortion, there's been abortion their entire life. They've been born after Roe v. Wade. So look, look, the answers to these things are solutions, not complaints. And I was really surprised we had so much complaining, which was pretty darn interesting that on the same day this was happening, there was kind of a viral story taking place about Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who was being patted on the back for being the least complainer in the history of sports. Mahomes on the field after the game on Sunday, and the Chiefs won 26-10. Mahomes did not have his best day. He threw a bad interception. Chiefs couldn't score touchdowns. You saw the game and the things that happened. Aaron Andrews interviews him, and he says, we didn't execute in the red zone, and I threw a really dumb interception. And thank goodness our defense stepped up and took care of us today. And it is ridiculous. This is what athletes have said for years and years and years. You support your teammates. You put the blame on yourself. A leader takes the blame and says, I blew this. And thank God for these other people that bailed me out. That's what a leader does. And in 2022, Patrick Mahomes saying something that we would hear all kinds of athletes say in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. It's so foreign to so many young people. This thing went viral that Patrick Mahomes is some exceptional human being because he took blame for something. Like the people that respond to Patrick Mahomes placing blame on himself for poor play on Sunday, these are young people that have had their minds poisoned by liberals. That's all it is. Has Joe Biden taken the blame for anything? Anything. You know, and sometimes it isn't, hey, I screwed up, I did this wrong. When Trump was president, all right, when Trump was president, problems would arise and he'd say, I'm on it. We're going to go get this. He didn't ignore issues. He didn't ignore something like the border. He said where he stands, I'm going to take care of this. We're going to get it fixed and we're moving. We're going to take care of this. Sometimes, occasionally, they failed. Trump was a, a very, very good president. He got a lot of great things done. Wish he had eight years. Would have been wonderful. But we lose the election. Things change. I didn't hear a whole lot of, hey, this isn't on me. It's not my fault gas prices are high. It's not my fault there's inflation. There's no inflation. I mean, that's all the Bidens do. We live in a time where there is so much 
placing the blame elsewhere, that it is actually odd for Americans to hear Patrick Mahomes say, I kind of sucked, and thank God my defense was good today. And so now, all of a sudden, he's a superhero because a lot of young people have never heard this. They've never heard a leader step up and say, I blew it. I blew it, and I got to get better. Andy Reid, after the game, took the blame for Sky Moore dropping the punt. He said, this is on me. It's the third time he's done it this year. We're trying to make the kid a punt returner. He's never done it before. We love his talent. We think he can be really good at this, but this is on us. So he didn't say it this way, but here's what they've seen. They've seen him drop the ball and practice a bunch. But they still love his ability to make a big play. And Andy Reid's the kind of coach that says, I want the guy that could go make the big play, even if there's some risk that there could be a bad play. I want to make big plays. All right? They've replaced Sky Moore now. I think sometime if Sky Moore sticks around and learns how to catch passes and doesn't have bad hands or nerves, it could be nervousness, if he gets over this, I think he'll be the kick returner and he's going to be a great one because they believe he's going to be great. It just may be a year away. But you can't have that right now. So there's really a lot of times admission on things like this. And it's stunning to me that it has become it's such a foreign thing to so many people that it's a big deal that Patrick Mahomes takes some blame and says, I wasn't very good. The other thing I offered up to people was everybody that I saw at this thing last night had some sort of a, what do they call those, those, those little rod things that I, I'm having a hard time here. Some kind of magic stick, something stick, talking stick, right? They think you can wave it at this and fix your problem through the spirits or something. I heard more people come up to me last night and say, I have this solution. We're going to do this or this or this. And most of them were cockamamie schemes that can't happen. I, I won't go into details because I don't want to offend the people that shared with me what it was they wanted to do. I'm like, I just kept hearing things that were completely impractical. And you're not going to have, you know, rewriting the Constitution, new amendments, getting things up. I'm like, ah, ah, good luck. Do you know how hard it is to get an amendment to the Constitution? Okay. I said, our winning avenue right now, we have a lot of things that we can't control, even with the House of Representatives. We have a lot of things, right? Not the least of which is the border, which is probably our single biggest issue right now because it's leading to so many of our other problems. It's leading to crime rates going up. It's leading to drug use going up. There's all kinds of bad things happening with these millions of people walking across our border. And my response to everyone who kept saying they had this idea or that, I said, our avenue right now clearly to me, is the Supreme Court. I mean, we've got a president and then Alejandro Mayorkas in charge of DHS breaking American laws. This doesn't get talked about enough. The laws that we have, that both parties agreed to, and the voters voted people in that agreed to these policies, the laws on the books will stop what Joe Biden is doing right now. Joe Biden is breaking the law. He's doing it mostly by executive order and saying, well, it's an emergency situation. They used COVID, and now they're using, I, I don't know what else, for emergency declarations by the president to do what he's trying to do. But Alejandro Mayorkas is the one in the crosshairs. And on this day, Tuesday, as I record this, the 29th, on this day, the Supreme Court is going to hear a case that's been brought forth by the Texas Attorney General that Mayorkas is breaking the law. This lawsuit that's that's being heard in front of the Supreme Court says Mayorkas broke the law when he ordered ICE basically to stand down. And he had to send a memo. You can't, you can't secretly call your director of ICE and say, tell all your guys to stand down. The, even the leader at the border has to say, look, here's this memo to his, his lieutenants and say, there's this memo, here's this letter from Mayorkas directly from the president to stand down. So the letter is the evidence it is absolutely unlawful for DHS to send a letter to the border, a memo, and say, stand down, let them in. And that's what the Supreme Court is going to hear today. This is our best chance to change things. That is not legislating from the bench. Remember, legislating is making new laws. They say about courts legislating from the bench, that's not what this is. If laws are being broken by government officials, the court is there to stop it. That is their job. That is not legislating from the bench. That's not the Supreme Court if they uphold something like this, saying, listen, you got to stop people at the border. This is unlawful what you're doing. 
if that's what they rule, that's not them making a new law. That's saying we've passed laws. We're looking at the laws on the books and you're not enforcing them. You're breaking the law and what you're doing. This is our best shot. The Supreme Court is our best shot on all these issues. And I, I'm a little surprised that more people don't see that. I heard a lot of frustration and anger from these folks last night at this event. And I think that is pretty natural. I think a lot of people maybe were in a shell for a few weeks after the election, which I don't completely understand because there is good news everywhere. We won a lot of things at the local level. School boards did really well all across the country. Beginning at the local level is a great thing. We got about 5 million more votes total nationwide than the Democrats. That has to be a good thing. We won the House of Representatives. As we said a few weeks ago, you don't apologize for winning. <laughs> You've got, you got the House by nine seats. Okay, so you don't have it by 30. You have it by nine. Figure it out. Figure it out. But stop complaining. That's not who and what we are. It's just not any, it's, it's not in our best interest to just walk around and be the people complaining about everything that's get off my lawn. You know, that's not going to do it. You want people to get off your lawn, put a bunch of dog poop in your lawn. They won't walk on there. Set some landmines for them. Put up a fence. There's a lot of things you can do. If you want people not walking into your lawn across the river into the United States, let's build a wall. Let's not complain about it. Let's fix it. And that's where we are. One other note with Patrick Mahomes, because I mentioned him here after his Aaron Andrews interview, they had their second baby. He and the wife had their second baby, and they have named the baby Patrick Bronze LaVon Mahomes III. That's one, two, three, four, five, uh, four names and three numerals. This baby will be known as Bronze. So they now have two children, a daughter named Sterling and a boy named Bronze. Bronze Mahomes. But... He is a Patrick Mahomes, the third, which is cool. And I am all with having the nickname or the name Bronze, whatever, whatever name you want to come up with. I, I wouldn't name my kids Sterling and Bronze, but hey, I'm, a, I'm an old get-off-your-lawn guy. So I do think it's a great idea to not have him called Patrick Mahomes his whole life growing up. Give him a different name. And if he ever becomes famous in his own right or an NFL quarterback or a pro athlete, which is quite Possible, if not probable, okay? We're talking about Patrick's parents, both athletes, uh, Brittany an athlete, oh, the wife an athlete, soccer player. There's athletics all the way through this family. It's quite possible. It matters. Genetics matters. No matter how you want to slice it, it matters. And he's certainly going to have every opportunity growing up. I think it will be nice to have a different name than Patrick Mahomes III as you're growing up. So he's going to be known as Bronze. Probably not my pick, but there it is. Bronze Mahomes. Uh, I was reading, I, I never know if this is fair when I see these things, but I was I was reading on the Stars website, they do these uh, health inspection things. Hey, this restaurant was cited, this place was cited, this place was cited. I feel like in a way, sometimes it's a little unfair because I think every restaurant at some point has a violation. It's got to be really hard. To not have some sort of a health code violation, whether it's where you store your grease or whatever may be the case. One came up this week that caught my eye, and it made me think of Vantage Termite and Pest Control, one of our great sponsors. It was the frozen custard place over on State Line in 435 Andes. They got closed. They got closed for mice and mouse droppings. Now, they got it fixed pretty quickly in like less than 48 hours and opened back up, and they've been given the all clear. And they said, we take this seriously. We blew this one, which was nice to hear them say. You know, they hadn't done it. I'm like, the way to do it is just hire advantage termite and pest control, and you wouldn't have any problem there. This would not be an issue, and I've mentioned it many times. Many of you have called for your homes, but have you called for your business? Do you have an office? Do you have a warehouse? Do you have people that service where you work? Advantage termite and pest control would love to do that for you. Online at advantagetpc.com, 913-768-8989, residential or commercial. Uh, right now, mice are coming in. It's cold. They want inside. Keep them out with Advantage Termite and Pest Control, AdvantageTPC.com. B-Stock, our friends at bstock.net in Olathe, continuing some of their Black Friday sales. They've got great deals on all Sony televisions at cost while they last. They've also got Windows, laptop computers, 8th or ninth generation processors sold at cost. Continuing as we speak at bstock.net, 14680 South Flaming Road in Olathe, 
Just drive up there. It's a big warehouse. It's the old Toys R Us building. It is a warehouse full of electronics. In the front, they've got a no-frills set up for really, really, really great brand-new electronics at typically about 30% less than you'd pay at Best Buy or Nebraska Furniture Mart. You are lucky to live in Kansas City if you like electronics. They have all things Apple. They got all cool stuff. Bstock.net if you want to order online or visit them in Olathe. Back 9 Development, a custom home builder. They also work on commercial property developments. And if you reach out to TJ Vilkanskis and tell him what your dream is or your thought is, they're involved in a lot of different projects where they do some, uh, they raise some funds, they bring investors in, and they develop things. It's pretty cool. That's why he calls it Back 9 Development. But they're really great at custom homes for people as well. Back9development.com. If you'd like to check them out, just go to the website, see the entire portfolio. Any place you got, Kansas City, Lawrence, Topeka, Manhattan, Back 9 is ready to work with you and your family or your business team. Call TJ Vilkanskis at 785-236-0161 for the good folks at Back 9 Development. Okay, we, uh, we had a Biden official named Sam Brenton that looks like a bald woman, but apparently is a he. I haven't seen how the pronouns are. Sam Brenton is non-binary. A Biden nuclear official in the administration has been on leave since September when this wackadoodle decided at the Minneapolis airport to steal a nearly $3,000 designer suitcase from the baggage carousel. Sam Brenton, I've heard reports where they call this person a he. He clearly wants to look like a she and declares, if you're non-binary, isn't that when you're they, them? I'm so confused. I, I heard stories where they said Sam Brenton, he. The good news about Sam being your first name is you don't have to change it. There's plenty of girls named Sam. Sam Brenton stole a really high-priced piece of luggage, designer luggage, because, of course, he wants to be a she, dressed up in a dress with lipstick on and fancy jewelry, wants the designer bag. The last thing on earth I want, I'm going to tell you right now, the, the last thing I want is a designer suitcase. To me... The luggage you <laughs> you give to the airline to throw around. Now, there's obviously you want to protect your stuff. Like my golf bag has some padding in it. I don't want my clubs all bent. Okay? But the last thing I want is what that bag goes through to be expensive. It's going to wear out. It's going to break. And spending more on it seems like the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> oh, my God. These people that just want to be seen as something that they are not. This is a government employee, a nuclear official, non-binary, lipstick on, shaved head, earrings, stealing bags from the carousel in Minneapolis, and then lying to cops, which has gotten him, her, they, them in more trouble. This is what's wrong with hiring people based on gender, race, religion, whatever. That's not the reason to hire somebody. This person's nuts. Okay, let's just say this. What good government employee in the Biden administration appointed by the Biden officials in their nuclear department steals bags off a carousel? There's no vetting here. This is, oh, this person's non-binary, wears lipstick, has earrings, shaves his head, and puts high heels on. Yes, hired. Think about that for a second. And think about if John Kirby was the spokesperson at the White House yesterday, because this Corinne Jean-Pierre is so inept, looks like maybe they're moving toward Kirby, who's the Pentagon spokesman. Maybe he's going to be doing more at the White House and less of CJP. I don't know. Another story out. Another crypto company is in trouble. We've seen the TFX story. Now crypto company BlockFi. BlockFi. Is billions in the hole, bankruptcy, owes the SEC money, and owes a whole lot of people billions of dollars. BlockFi going out. I've heard from many of you that are okay with crypto and think if you're smart, you know what you're doing with crypto. 
I'm going to leave that up to you. There is no chance I'm buying crypto. None. And I don't even care. I'm not the person that gets jealous and says I missed out. You know, five years from now, somebody's got Bitcoin and goes, wow, I made all this money. I'm like, good for you, man. That's awesome. There is no way. But for a normal person to try to explain to someone what cryptocurrency is, is a very difficult thing to do. I understand things that are backed by something, backed by something bigger. You know, I understand buying stock in a company. A company has merchandise, real estate holdings. They get diversified. They have revenue coming in. I'm buying something that's working. When I'm buying crypto, I'm on an exchange. There's nothing behind it. I don't know who's running it. I don't know where the money's going. Clearly, this is rife for scams right and left we're now seeing. TFX is gone. They're toast. BlockFi is gone. It's toast. People are losing billions and billions of dollars because what's happening is they're getting you to buy their currency and then they're Ponzi scheming off of it. It's bad. It's really, really bad. Not as bad as Don Lemon of CNN who said the dumbest thing of the week this week. Here is your dumbest thing of the week. Don Lemon on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert said, said to Colbert about CNN's coverage the last few years, quote, I don't think we were ever liberal, unquote. And Colbert said, what? <laughs> Colbert's a liberal. He's a committed liberal. And so's Don Lemon. And he goes, what? They were talking about Chris Licht, the new CEO of CNN, and the changes that are being made at CNN. And they are, you can see them now. If you watch a little CNN, you can see the differences. The people that are still working there are liberal, okay? But you can see that there are some things in place about the way they're covering stories. They will co cover negative stories about Democrats now. They will do that. <laughs> Lemon went on to kind of backtrack on this thing and say, look, Chris Lick wants everyone to feel comfortable and welcome coming on CNN, whether you're from the right or the left, to be treated with respect and not attacked and for us to do good journalism. Great. That's all I've been saying all along is why doesn't somebody play the middle here? They should take it one step further with CNN. I'm telling you, they could become the most interesting and number one news network. Give MSNBC the left. Give Fox the right. Okay? Play the middle and go back to the day where they had shows like Crossfire or Hannity and Combs, where there's one host on each side and you bring guests on or you debate each other and you have it and it's interesting and you have people, professionals that respect each other and maybe even would be nice if they liked each other, even though one was a Republican, one was a Democrat and you treat each other with immense respect and you debate the issues and it becomes entertaining. If somebody does this, it will win. Now, I haven't seen CNN go there yet. I haven't seen them hire any any genuine show hosts that are conservative to say, okay, and the obvious one sitting out there would be somebody like Megyn Kelly. She's not as conservative as Tucker Carlson, for example. But if they hired Megyn Kelly to be on with Don Lemon, that might be a really interesting show. Really interesting. Let him argue his point. She gets her time. You have guests on. They know they're going to get equal time. You know, I, I enjoy watching the five on Fox, but my God, it's four conservatives in one sort of liberal who's clearly just sitting there collecting a paycheck, not trying to rock the boat. I like the money they're paying me to sit here. So I'll say a couple little things. And then they read intros to stories that are slanted. No, that's not right. I, I, I'm telling you, it's sitting there for CNN if they want it. They've made some good changes, but it is sitting there for them to become honest. Honest and fair is sitting there for someone. It's, it's just there. But Don Lemon to tell Stephen Colbert, I don't think we were ever liberal. That is laughable. But it's good for him to say that the new guy says he wants anybody that's a guest to be treated with respect and feel comfortable, not made fun of or lampooned. Don't attack them when they're on. Do good journalism. They're doing that. The problem is every host they have still is a liberal. They need to mix that up. They mix that up a little bit. They'll get some traction. They'll get some eyeballs from Fox. They could get some from MSNBC. They'd get some people watching them if they did that. There, there's a People remember those shows. Some of those other shows that, that used to happen where there was one host on from each side, and if they treat each other with respect, it's watchable. You know, the view is basically the five in reverse. The view has, what, four liberal ladies and one conservative? It's basically that in reverse. And so you know they're going after one audience. Why not go for everybody? I don't understand. 
All right, before we get to sports, I want to thank our friends over at Cross Kitchens KC for being a great sponsor of KKHI, family-owned and operated in Belton, Missouri. This is your kitchen remodeling, countertop replacement, floor refinisher extraordinaire. Tim Cross is on every project. His wife, Brittany, helps out. Their little baby, Jed, is awesome. These folks are just salt-of-the-earth people that run a great small business. He's so committed to his craftsmen. When they started their business, he paid them before he paid himself. That's right. That is exactly right. Most jobs are done in two weeks or less. So get the ball rolling. Have Tim out to your house and say, look what we got right here. What should we do? Their design team comes in and helps you out for free. They give you a 3D, uh, complete animated design of what it will look like before you decide, and there's never any pressure. CrossKitchensKC.com. Same time, you might want to consider that garage floor from Amazing Garage Floors. John and Heather are great folks. And customer service is their thing. You still have a few weeks left before we get the hard cold. You could get your driveway and sidewalk sealed before you get a whole bunch of salt and sand on it from the trucks that are coming when it snows in January and February. This will save you all kinds of money to save your concrete now instead of replacing it somewhere down the road. Really great products. Amazing garage floors for your garage, for your basement, for your storage rooms. Some people have even done it on the walls in their storage areas in their basement or their garage uh, walls if there's some concrete there. Wonderful opportunity for you to do business with great American patriots, amazinggaragefloors.net. And, of course, John Gillette and his team at Window World, simply the best for less. Anywhere in Kansas, Missouri, and Iowa, this is a big company now. Window World's bigger than most. They're pretty much all over the country, but John Gillette is the man that owns this thing in about four states. He's got all kinds of cool people working for him. They've won another... J.D. Power & Associates Customer Service Award for satisfaction. This is not surprising. They use those things for doorstops over at Window World. They have so many J.D. Power Awards. Your satisfaction is everything. They still have 0% financing available. Doors, siding, windows, lifetime warranties, made in America, official windows of the Chiefs. Window World, 816-799-0820, online at windowskansascity.com. Don't forget every sponsor that we have is at the KK List, thekklist.com, thekklist.com. All sponsors and even more that are not part of the podcast are at thekklist.com. If you'd like your business to be on the list, go to the list, click on join the list. It's pretty darn simple. Get your business or whatever you do if you're a professional, get on the list. KKHI listeners are going there every day when they're ready to spend. You should be on the list, thekklist.com. Kansas Jayhawks win easily on Monday night over Texas Southern, 87-55. Big story was two players out in this game. Kansas struggled last week, obviously, against Tennessee. Nobody worries about Kansas basketball and whether or not they're going to be good. They're always going to be good. Bill Self's a hell of a coach, and they've got good players. Are they national champions this year? Hey, it's hard to repeat. All those things. But the issue was a couple of players out. Bobby Pettiford, the backup point guard, has a hamstring. It could be a while couple of weeks, maybe. Kevin McCuller, the transfer from Texas Tech, has a strained groin. He got hurt in the Tennessee game. Neither played on Monday night. Hedeford, if it goes well, could could be back for the Mizzou game on December 10th. McCuller, possible, I guess, Thursday night. But there's so much time between games then. I think what they want with McCuller, he's had nagging injuries most of his career. Ankles, hamstrings, groins things that you pull or tweak, not devastating injuries, but things that can last two or three weeks at a time. I think they want this groin to heal. Now, I don't know. I haven't looked at Seton Hall yet. I don't know how good Seton Hall is. I don't know how important it is that McCuller plays against Seton Hall. Bill Self says, look, I can rest him again another night. We got this. We're going to beat these guys. Clearly, the fact that KU was playing Texas Southern last night mattered with McCuller. So they'll see if he can practice on Wednesday. If he can, he might play. It's possible in the Seton Hall game. But you hate to see those nagging injuries starting this early in the year. The good news is they're not any kind of season-ending injuries. So Kansas doesn't have the depth they've had. It doesn't appear they have the depth off the bench that they've had in the past. It's just inexperience, a lot of it. I've said this a million times. By the time 1st of March rolls around, that inexperience coming off the bench for Kansas isn't going to be so inexperienced anymore. He's going to play them. They're going to get better. And that will help as they roll down the road. The Chiefs on Monday add two-time Pro Bowl running back Melvin Gordon to the roster. 
He's going straight to the practice squad. Melvin Gordon is 29. Think about your life. Think about your career. Think about where you're either headed if you're a younger person or if you're older where you've been. Can you imagine the main career, the main source of income in your lifetime being over at age 29? (laughs) That's the NFL if you're a running back. Brutal position. It is hard to play into your 30s as a running back. Melvin Gordon's been a good player, two-time pro bowler. He is he cleared waivers. Chiefs got him for a you know bag of kicking tees. And so he joins the practice squad. And he's 29. He's near the end of his career. Melvin Gordon has fumbled five times this year. <laughs> and the Broncos let him go. It's, it's little things like that. It just starts to hurt more when you're playing. You're just a little more tentative. You're not quite as strong. The other guys are bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, they're going to take a look at him. My guess is he's going to get in a game here at some point against the Broncos. If nothing else, a tip of the cap to a guy who's been terrific in this division for a long time. Has played against the Chiefs so many times. And I think he's going to get on the field at some point. I think it provides depth. I think it, I think, you know, pounding Pacheco 25 times a game is not a good idea. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is hurt. I think it buys you some time. He's not playing against the Bengals Sunday, right? That's not the answer. This is a big, big game. Chiefs got to go with their studs. This is one where Kelsey will get more stats. Your your guys that you try to save over the course of the season are probably going to get five, six, seven more snaps on this Sunday than they would have last Sunday. And you'll rotate the younger guys in a little bit less. Clearly, there's plenty of games on the schedule where the Chiefs are going to be able to play Travis Kelsey less, Chris Jones less, you know, anybody they want less. That's going to be possible here in the not-so-distant future. Sunday just isn't that game. So you don't really need Melvin Gordon in a game like that. You need Melvin Gordon against the Broncos when you're up 24-3. to That's when you need Melvin Gordon. And so I'm all good with this, man. I'm okay with adding anybody to the team. You know, how they use them and... There's no money involved. This isn't a salary cap thing. This isn't a big deal. This guy's been a great player. He's clearly a seasoned veteran, but you can't fumble. You know, maybe that was a product of being in a bad spot in Denver. He can't come here and fumble. That's the main thing is he absolutely cannot fumble. College football. Kansas State has the game of the week in these parts. Well, the only game in these parts. They're at TCU 11 o'clock Saturday. College game day will be there. And Drake Cheatham is a defensive back for Kansas State, and he has given the bulletin board material because, of course, he did. He said about TCU, I'm not sure they want to see us again, unquote. What is the point? Say it after the game. Say it after the game. Kansas State players, I have not been worried about the game. I, I predicted last week that Kansas State would beat KU, and then they'll beat TCU. Because I think they're every bit as good, if not better, than TCU. And I think the matchup is good for Kansas State. And the, the correct quarterback is playing this time, which is everything. Okay, that matters. It really matters. Will Howard, if he played all year, K-State would probably be in position to win this game and be in the college football playoff. That's where they would be if the coach had chosen the right quarterback at the start of the year. He did not. He made a deal with a guy that was 48 years old to come in and play in his 27th year of college football. And they went down that road for half a season. It cost them a game against Tulane, of all things. It cost them the Texas game, no doubt. They were on their way to being blown out by TCU when that quarterback got hurt and Will Howard came in and scored on four straight possessions to give Kansas State a lead before he got hurt in that game. So it was a disjointed thing. I think Kansas State may be the better team, but now I'm a little worried. Everything I'm reading seems like Kansas State is overly confident that they know exactly what went wrong last time. We got our quarterback now, and this one's ours. This team's ours. We got this. The quote again, I'm not sure they want to see us again, unquote. Okay. Here's the weird thing about K-State TCU in the title game. There's all kinds of people out there saying, even if TCU loses, they're in the college football playoff that they would, as a one-loss team, be in ahead of Ohio State. Does that sound right to you? That TCU can lose to Kansas State. Ohio State last week just lost to Michigan. 
Michigan. Undefeated Michigan. They're a monster. They're good. And TCU's going to go over Ohio State? You buying that? I, I, people say it's done. Like, TCU may be in a spot where, where they come into this game like, we got nothing to play for. We're in. Uh, that sounds foreign to me. If they, This would be a new deal for college football. This would be abs- a sea change is what I would call it. Because I'll also throw Alabama in the equation. Alabama is so close to being undefeated, it's frightening. They lost in overtime 32-31 on a two-point conversion at LSU. And they lost 52-49 at Tennessee in the game of the year. Tennessee's game of the century so far. You're Alabama. I, I, can, I can make an argument that Alabama is one of the top four teams. Who else had to go to LSU and Tennessee? Of these, did Georgia play both those places? Who, who else? Who else had to go to those places to play in those spots? Michigan. The Big Ten's terrible. Stan Weber said it yesterday. The Big Ten is terrible, except for Michigan, Ohio State. The question is: Is Ohio State part of the terrible? And Michigan's just the only thing there is. That's for the committee to decide and people to decide on their own. But either way, there's people saying TCU can lose to Kansas State and they'll be in the college football playoff. I'm not arguing that point. I'm not making any kind of case that any of these stories out there are wrong. I'm just telling you I'll believe it when I see it. I've watched college football for a long time. I know what the TV networks want. They don't want TCU in that game, in one of those games. You think that you think that uh, ESPN and ABC would rather have TCU in the playoff or Ohio State or Alabama? This sport has been dirtier than like NASCAR cheating dirtier than soccer with what goes on behind the scenes on how they set up their playoff. And until we expand the playoff and get to a point where each conference champion, the five big conferences, each champion is automatically in, you can't believe anything they're saying before these games are played. You can't. I'm sorry, you can't believe anything. But Big 12 officials at both schools, K-State and TCU, are leaking already this. Here's what they're leaking. TCU is in no matter what, and K-State is playing Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. That's what's out there. Hey, I may be back on here Monday saying that's what happened. TCU's in the playoff and K-State's in the Sugar Bowl against Alabama. That's possible. But I'll also ask you this. If K-State goes out and loses, does the Sugar Bowl really want 9-4 and four K-State? How's that work out? I guess you have to take them because they were in this game. They can't take Texas. Would they rather have a Texas-Alabama rematch or Kansas State-Alabama? I don't know. Again, I'm just sitting here saying... Let it all happen, because I've never in my life ever trusted any of this. This is like Democrats on election night, okay? They're driving around picking up satchels of ballots, and they're dropping them off at 3 a.m. This is, you don't even want to know what, this is Philadelphia politics at 3 a.m. That's what college football is. So if you're telling me TCU's in no matter what, and K-State's playing Alabama in the Sugar Bowl no matter what, great. I'll listen to that all day. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I'm going to tell you that's a sea change. If that happens, that's something new. Something big is changing in college football if that's the case. I guess we will see. KKHI is proud to be affiliated with Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet Buick GMC. Tim Trader is on the showroom floor every day. What a great name for a general manager at Roberts Robinson. Tim Trader. Because they will take your trade in. They'd love to buy your car from you, even if you're not buying a new one. They'll buy your car. Right now, they're offering a $100 rebate on four tires. Roberts Robinson's the home of the lifetime warranty. Chevrolet Buick GMC. Order your new electric vehicle or any of the great models and have it delivered right to you. Built just like you like it. That's the way to do it. $1,000 accessory allowance right now on Chevy trucks. 0% on most GMCs. RobertsRobinson.com in Excelsior Springs. Buck Roofing and Construction. I'm going to see Ron Buck later today. Always good to see Bucky as we call him, and it's good for you to see him as well when he comes out to your house, get a free roof inspection, or when you've really got a problem and he shows up, he's the guy that's going to make it right. 913-384-2680. I don't say this very often with Buck Roofing, but they also have the best pricing. You know, I, I, he doesn't. He wants to be known as, and should be, for good reason, a service entity, that you get the best crew on your job that doesn't mess up your yard and destroy all your property, that you're happy with the experience because this is like the gold standard of roofers, but their pricing is amazing as well. 913-384-2680.
and advanced medical imaging. See what's inside. If you're looking for an MRI or a CT scan, why would you wait on some expensive, time-consuming hotel chain telling you they can make an appointment in three weeks? Get it done today. Just call 785-856-0224 online at medimageks.com. That's medimageks.com. And you know what? Make an appointment for the new year and get that heart scan done. If you're over 40 and you haven't done this, it is a wonderful, great peace of mind feeling. They basically do a scan of your entire torso to look at your heart, and they give you your, your plaque score very quickly, you know, the next day or whatever. It's not covered by insurance. But it's out of pocket, but it's under 100 bucks. And you go do this, they can see all your organs. They can see if there's anything there. This is wonderful peace of mind. Uh, ask them about a plaque score, medimageks.com. Great sponsors, great folks. We're going to have a little get-together with some of them. We've had, it's, it's been such a great year. I know it's not time to get all sentimental and stuff about the year, but we've had so many great events. The Cornhole Tournament, where so many of you showed up. We've had patron parties. We've made new friends. We've added new sponsors. We've got all kinds of new listeners. It's really, truly been a blessing. I wish we could have won some more races locally and had a bit, bit, felt like we had a bigger impact doing that. It didn't happen in the midterm elections everywhere. Boy, there's been a lot of good things. I've mentioned it many times. Five-plus million more votes. Whole lot of victories at the lower levels, especially school boards and city councils. We're making some progress. America's waking up. It's helping. Uh, I don't think spreading the word of this podcast is going to hurt any. I don't know that we're going to change the world, but it's certainly going to hurt anything to get that out there. The holidays are coming, and a lot of cool things are taking place. We're going to be announcing the next few days a charity that we would be uh, thrilled that we'll be making a donation to that we'd be thrilled if you jumped on board. We also have some sponsors that are doing some holiday events and we'd love you to take part in that. The Good Samaritan Center gift card and toy drive is taking place at Roberts Robinson in Excelsior. We mentioned them. It's 1501 Kearney Road and it goes until December 19th. They'd love you to drop off new unopened toys, gift cards, cash donations accepted, benefits local area families through the Good Samaritan Center. This is in Excelsior Springs if you live near there. Or if you want to mail them gift cards, you can drop them in the mail and send them to 1501 Kearney Road, Excelsior Springs, Missouri, 64024. Roberts Robinson every year does such a great, great deal with the Good Samaritan Center, and it helps a lot of local families. So we hope you'll do that. Unopened toys, gift cards, or cash donations in person accepted at Roberts Robinson. It's the Good Samaritan Center gift card and toy drive now through December 19th. It's the holidays. Think of giving. Think of giving. Appreciate that. Appreciate you listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues every single day. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 